The Headache and Migraine News Podcast. The latest news and tips for those with headaches, migraine, and cluster headache around the world with health writer and researcher James Cottrell. This is actually the very first edition of the Headache and Migraine News Podcast, so I just thought I would try it out and see if it was something that was helpful for you. I think sometimes when I'm kind of in that twilight zone between not being able to do anything at all and not being able to do things that may make uh, a migraine attack worse, such as using the computer, there's something in between there where I can still listen to something. And I have a feeling many of you are in the same boat. So I hope that this might be something you can listen to, especially if uh, watching the computer is becoming a trigger for you and making things a lot harder with headaches, tension headaches, migraine, whatever it might be. So I'm glad to have you here. And you know what? It's actually really great to talk to you. There's a lot of you who have been following this site for, well, coming up on six years, some more, some less. And I've gotten your emails, read your comments and your other input into the site. Some of you have been subscribed to Headway for months or even years. And I just appreciate all of your comments. And so it's really good. It's just a little more personal to be able to talk to you. So thank you very much for visiting the site, whether you're new or whether you've been here for many years. And I just appreciate all of you. And I'm glad that we are able to fight migraine together because I think fighting it together, we can do a lot more than we do one by one. So let me know what you think of this podcast and if you like the idea of a podcast, and hopefully we'll be able to continue. Uh, This is just going to be something pretty informal, but I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about a few things I've been thinking about lately. Some of you have read a little bit about these things on the site already, but let's just talk about them briefly, and uh, maybe you'll have some thoughts that'll uh, help you to find better treatment for yourself. One of those things I wrote about recently on the blog was mitochondrial diseases and your mitochondria and this is was precipitated by some research that was done a report that was done at the Mayo Clinic in January 2009 finding that certain variations in the mitochondrial DNA may be related to things like gastric gastric emptying and even pain now that's a lot of big words there but basically Mitochondrial diseases and other conditions that are related to the mitochondria in your body can cause all kinds of symptoms that will be very familiar to people with migraine, specifically pain, stomach issues, um, such as gastric emptying. That means that your stomach kind of stalls out, and a lot of times the drugs you take don't get into your system because of that. Migraine, of course, is related to your mitochondria, and depression whole bunch of things and your mitochondria has its own DNA and variations you can read more about this on the blog but certain variations have been related to various diseases diseases and conditions and a lot of these diseases and conditions part of the the treatment for them is basically just keeping up your energy so that may mean conserving energy it may mean eating regularly not skipping meals And skipping meals is a major, major migraine trigger for a lot of people, myself included. I waited a little too long this morning to eat, and it was not a good thing. So 
a lot of the treatments for mitochondrial diseases and conditions may relate, uh, do relate, to treatments that have been used for migraine. And so two things kind of came out of this post that I wrote. One thing is that I'm, I'm interested in seeing more research done into this area, this possible connection with migraine disease and other symptoms that migraine has. It'd be very interesting to see this followed up more with future research. But the other thing is, it might be good to focus some more on some of these treatments that are used for mitochondrial conditions as well as migraine. That includes things like B vitamins and antioxidants and also coenzyme Q10 which actually itself is an antioxidant. But uh, you can read more about coenzyme Q10 on the site but a lot of people take it for migraine usually somewhere between 150 and 300 milligrams per day. Um, I'm taking it myself actually and if you're taking if you're taking it daily a lot of people suggest that you take it twice a day it seems to work a little better for migraine twice a day um, or once a day I'm taking it once a day myself so that might be something to talk to your doctor about and interesting to keep up with the research on the mitochondria in your body another thing I've been thinking about lately is Chiari 1 malformation or Chiari malformation 1 and I'll let you check out the resources. I'll post some links maybe along with this post and uh, you can check it out at headacheandmigrainenews.com. You can check out a little more about what it is exactly, but it's often diagnosed in your late 20s, early 30s, and some of the symptoms include uh, difficulty with your coordination, maybe trouble walking, trouble with your fine motor skills, numbness, muscle weakness, dizziness, you might have trouble sleeping, blurred vision, and uh, you may have trouble swallowing, even choking, that sort of thing. And of course, the, the major symptom of Chiari 1 malformation is headache. And this will be often a, a lot of pressure on the back of your head or just pain in the back of your head, and it can spread to your neck and shoulders even. I actually had a friend who was diagnosed with this as an adult, and the symptoms can really be severe and really take over your life once you're diagnosed. The pain often comes on with, with some kind of exertion, like a sneeze or a cough or laughing even. And there's some interesting things about this. A lot of people think that they have migraine, and actually they, they may have migraine, but their migraines may be triggered by this malformation in the head. And it's interesting because it is diagnosed using an MRI. Your doctor can actually see this in your head, and usually it'll be an MRI of some kind, or a, possibly a CT scan. And your doctor can diagnose you with this, and the treatment for it, it's not a cure, but a treatment, is surgery. So we're talking something serious here, but I find it interesting and, and want to mention it because if some of you are having symptoms that may sound something like Chiari 1 malformation, it might be worth checking with your doctor because it really will start you off on a different line of treatment. And compared to a lot of things, the diagnosis is a lot less guesswork because you can actually do the MRI, your doctor can look at it and study it. Usually what you end up doing is going to a neurosurgeon 
to be diagnosed with this. It's better to have someone who has had some experience with it because it is often misdiagnosed. But if you can get someone like a neurosurgeon who knows what they're doing and can give you an MRI, ask you the right questions, look at your medical history, they may be able to answer a lot of questions. I know there may be some of you out there that have dealt with uh, attacks of headaches, migraine attacks maybe, and you've dealt with this for years and years and you're wondering where it's coming from. And it just might be that for some of you, this is the answer. We don't know exactly how common this is, but it might be worth worth checking out. So I encourage you, if some of those symptoms I talked about, especially the pain in the back of the head, something that is and trouble swallowing, and pain that is precipitated by sneezing or coughing, if that sounds like something that you're very familiar with, it might be worth looking into, looking a little more research and checking with a neurosurgeon to see if he can just rule it out for you. So there are just a few things to think about. Again, this is a very informal edition of the Headache and Migraine News Podcast, but thank you very much for joining me. Again, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate all of you that have visited the site and especially those who have had input into it with your emails and your comments. I hope you're all having a good day and hopefully a pain-free day. All the best. This is James at headacheandmigraine.news.com.